Get the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow. Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music guide you through the opaque world of venture capital and reveal all the ways you can source capital for your company's growth. It all starts right here with Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music on VC Confidential. Welcome to VC Confidential. I'm Ann Kennedy and I'm here with my co-host and partner at Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music. Together we are managing directors of the Sibylla Masters Fund. You can learn more about that at masters.vc. Hi, Jillian. Hey, Ann. How you doing today? I am doing great. How are you doing? I'm uh, doing well. What's on your mind? Well, let's just get a real quick thing in here about why we launched this new show that's now three months old and mm. why a show about venture capital. <laughs> well, as you know, we announced our intention to form the Sibylla Masters Fund in 2018, and we started looking pretty deeply into the world of venture capital. So just as when we were entrepreneurs, we found there was a lot of mystery and a lot of opacity. And a lot of things, frankly, that just did not make sense. <laughs> That's right. So we started asking questions. We started finding answers. And here we are. Here we are. This show is for investors and entrepreneurs alike. And we are going to rip that opaque lid off conventional venture capital and show you how it works. And there you have it, folks. So, Jillian, what should we talk about this week? Well, this week we're being joined by Joe Milam of AngelSpan, a company that manages investor relations for the early stage companies. Welcome, Joe, to VC Confidential. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure is all ours, Joe. And let's tell our listeners how we got to know Joe and AngelSpan. Uh, it started like this. One of our private portfolio companies was sending us really, really good investor reports regularly. Mm -hmm. And the company is called Sinky, and they are building an online retail widget that greatly improves online shopping by synchronizing product information widely across multiple online retailers. We were so impressed with the quality and transparency of the investor reports we received that we asked the CEO where they came from. And he pointed us to AngelSpan. And then, as if that weren't enough, to top it off, our Masters Fund CFO, Carly Price, had really good things to say about Joe Milam and the work he is doing. Long story short, we are true believers. And so we <laughs> figured our listeners need to hear about AngelSpan, too. Ooh, you make it sound like, you know, a cult here. But truly, <laughs> Joe, tell us about AngelSpan. What exactly does AngelSpan offer to early stage entrepreneurs? And uh, we'll talk about how it serves investors later, I promise. But what are the results of using AngelSpan? In other words, why would an early stage entrepreneur work with AngelSpan and what benefits are they going to see when they do so? Well, I, I can't really speak to it any better than both you and Ann did in the reaction that readers get from being communicated to properly. Whether you are an existing investor, a potential investor, or just a, a broadly to find a stakeholder that can help that entrepreneur uh, get the resources they need, whether it's introductions, access to customers, potential introductions to new investors, what have you. Uh, to get that level of advocacy, you've got to engage those stakeholders and potential and existing investors. And just entrepreneurs really struggle with getting it right. And so AngelSpan was formed to specifically help entrepreneurs get it right so that they can get the reactions the two of you have articulated so well. 
Well, it, it sounds like what you're really saying is you're putting them on, you know, bumper rails so they can't help but bowl down the middle, which is great. Uh, but give us a little particulars. Uh, you know, we don't have a whiteboard here, so sure. paint it out in words. What does an entrepreneur see when they engage in AngelSpan and how does AngelSpan force, if you will, those better connections and better information pieces? Yeah, most entrepreneurs that have any degree of experience, whether they're a serial entrepreneur themselves, a CEO, or they've worked inside startups, they've they've encountered both the challenges of trying to communicate to the outside world of stakeholders and um, the importance of doing it. And so what we've built with AngelSpan is a process to make sure that they get it right by addressing really the major barriers. Most entrepreneurs don't know what to write, what's relevant. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. if they're doing this, it devolves into more of a Marcom sort of a, a self-promotion piece as opposed to a true objective operational update on the company. They struggle with the time, right? Gosh, they know what to do. They know how to write, but it just takes so much time to get right, and that distracts them from building the business. Um, or they also just really have a fear of writing. Not everybody likes to write. You know, we kind of label it the term paper syndrome. It's not only the process of sitting down and doing it well, but then the, that sort of looming, sort of hanging over your shoulder um, pressure to, to, to do it and people procrastinate, et cetera. So we built a service, a solution, if you will, that's both technology-based, but also human capital, where we coach them and hold their hands throughout the relationship to make sure that they stay on a proper cadence of communication, producing monthly updates. Um, and then to the degree they have um, investors, also quarterly reports, uh, we make sure they're covering the right content so that it's not just devolving again into a marketing piece. It's a proper balanced report on the major topics of any business that's that you need to address in building the business, which includes the team, obviously, the, the product itself, the market you're going after, and then just your fundamental operations of accounting, legal, and fundraising, et cetera. Um, so it's cadence and content, but really is as important, and I think you articulated it well, the context of how it's presented, the professionalism of standardization, the making sure it isn't full of superfluous entrepreneur language, but it's a more fact-based, it's more objective in its style of writing. That's the context. We make sure it's produced so we can optimize on what the reader responds to and how the reader reacts. And so... What they get from us very simply is a partner to help them get this right. It's not a do-it-yourself toolkit where we train them on software and we cast them off on their own. We're literally sitting there next to them and making sure we're nudging them, coaching them, sort of as we like to say, we're like Tiger Woods, a swing coach. You know, we're making sure <laughs> accountability through repetition of good and best practices. You're just going to get it right. And however good you are, we can make you better. That makes all kinds of sense. And um, I think both Anne and I can speak to the fact that you really have made that happen. Um, you know, we can see the results of it. So some of the things, you know, I was thinking about, or, you know, what's relevant and what's just mark calm. And I think you really covered that quite well. Uh, mm-hmm. If you cover the team, the product, the market you're addressing, the fundamental operations, where you are today and so on, including things like accounting and legal, you've really covered information that investors, potential investors, suppliers, whatever it is, really needs to know. The stakeholders need to know. But it also seems to me like you've then focused the uh, entrepreneur on the business process itself, bringing rigor to their business process. It isn't just for the external, but rather for the internal as well. Yes, and, and thank you for summarizing that. There is, we don't let the entrepreneurs tell us what they think is relevant um, to report on. 
nor do we tell them what we think is relevant. There's real science and actual IP behind what's all of our, our services are structured around. It's called the Bell Mason Diagnostic. And for your listeners, that's one of the first gifts we're giving you is just go look up the Bell Mason Diagnostic because it is it was a scientifically architected and back-tested roadmap of the entirety of the startup lifecycle journey. In fact, the, the Lean Startup Canvas lifted itself uh, out of the Bell Mason, just covering a couple of the basic operational milestones around finding product market fit. So but, we'll put a link to this in the uh, LinkedIn uh, page that we have yeah. for VC Confidential. Uh, but just briefly, that Bell Mason framework includes mm-hmm. strategy, process, portfolio, and performance. The alliteration goes on and on and on. I rather liked yours as well, by the way, uh, the the point about, cad- uh, what was it, context, content, and cadence. So, yes, we, we all appreciate that. And it all is marketing language, but this Mel Mason uh, formula actually makes a great deal of sense. And people learn a lot if they check that out. Yeah, yeah. So before we go to the break, um, now that you've given us a really good picture of what it looks like at Cadence, Context, and Content, um, can you sum up real quickly, what is the problem you're solving for the entrepreneurs, for the founders? Why do they need to get this information out? Yeah, in its most simplistic terms, they need an easier path to the, what they need to be successful. I call it resources broadly defined, but at its core, it's money, and then what that money can also buy in the form of advice, mentoring, access to professionals, etc. cetera. Um, and even a more um, sort of metaphysical sense, you can think of it as the supply chain that an entrepreneur needs. Because the entrepreneurs are sort of the special forces of our, of our economy. They're out front. And anybody that's out front in the tip of the sword, if you will, knows they're, they're only as good as their supply chain. How are they being supported? And entrepreneurs have historically struggled for access to those resources in a sequence of timeliness that is associated with where they're at in building the business. It's very lumpy in how they get what they need. And funding being obviously the, one of the most critical ones. And so by providing that sort of communication path and channel, that also is communicating where the entrepreneur is in their journey so that that supply chain of resources can be sequenced and availed in a more logical and efficient way, we can have more efficient entrepreneurial capitalism. We can have more successes for entrepreneurs. They don't have to keep swinging for the fence and always spending a lot of time raising a huge funding round. If the process was easier, the access to resources would be easier as well. Well, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Access to resources. With that, we have to take a break now for our sponsors. Uh, We'll be right back with some more with Joe Milam and Angel Span. This is VC Confidential. More ways you can source capital for your company's growth on VC Confidential is coming up. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. 
Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music are back with the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow on VC Confidential, only on WMR.FM. Welcome back to VC Confidential. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Musa talking about what you as an investor, advisor, or entrepreneur need to know about venture capital. Before the break, we opened the conversation with Joe Milan, who runs a company called Angelspan, about generating and maintaining a more robust picture, a 360-degree view of your early-stage company to improve the business rigor for entrepreneurs and the portfolio selection, information management, and reporting process for investors and fund managers. All of this relates to uh, access to resources, which is what will make the companies grow. Joe, now that we have an idea about what AngelSpan offers and how it serves entrepreneurs, let's talk about the broader issue of managing early stage company information from the investor's side of the table. From our conversation before the show, I know you are concerned about how venture capitalists, lenders, and others look at companies during due diligence. What's wrong with the way VCs select startups to fund? Or put another way, what's dysfunctional, and how does AngelSpan improve the portfolio selection process? Well, goodness gracious. Are, yeah. you, sure have, are you sure we have enough time? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> well, how, how about you just tell us things like, well, does the entrepreneur get to set up these metrics and benchmarks and whatever they're going to track? Do the investors get to do that? Now, spoiler alert, we know the answers here, but tell our <laughs> listeners, you know, um, yeah. tell our listeners, focus on how this really helps investors and fund managers be better investors and fund managers. Yes, and that's really our goal is to help investors be better uh, because if they were better, they would be writing more checks in more entrepreneurs and we can have a more efficient flow of the resources to the entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs could have more efficient sourcing of capital, building of their business and delivering value back to the investors. So it's this virtuous cycle that if the marketplace were more efficient in the flow of information and thus resources, both parties win. And my background is as an investor. I ran a multifamily office and I was a securities analyst and portfolio architect and manager for 20 years. And I had access to good information on the publicly traded companies, not just because they had to report, but there's research vendors that could avail analytical views of those companies through a software and database model. So you could cull through thousands of companies and get down to the 10 or 15 you wanted to buy that day. That's an efficient flow of information, the processing of information to make better investment decisions. What I just described, that, that sequence is completely lacking in the private markets. There isn't a good way to get good information on startups so that you can make efficient investment analytics, call it due diligence, so that then you can manage risk better architecting portfolios that are properly diversified, making multiple investment decisions in the same company over time. Um, these sorts of things, which are common practices in the public markets, just haven't been able to be executed 
in this entrepreneurial asset class. So the result is a dysfunctional funding process because it's very lumpy in access to information if you have any good information to get it all. It's oftentimes driven by social signals. Who else is in the deal? Who brought me the deal? These are all things that lead to, let's just say generously, variabilities of outcomes. <laughs> oh, you don't have to pull any. Oh, I think we, I, I'm awarding the understatement award of 2020 early this year. You get it. Well, <laughs> and these observations, one of the real challenges, and this I will, will speak very publicly, which I haven't written about, about the venture industry itself, because it's not a profession. And it's been avoiding becoming a profession really for as long as the Venture Capital Association has been around, which is 1973. Uh, the venture industry was launched in 58. The first formal partnership structure of a venture fund, which we largely use today, was, was in 1959. And has been written about by Tom Nicholas at Harvard Business School, who really wrote the consummate history book on venture capital. It came out last July. He literally spoke to the fact that the venture model, ironically, has had little innovation in 60 years. Mm-hmm. It's because the industry has not only relied on, but used these social signals and connections, old boy network, if you will, as a barrier to quote unquote entry, but also a barrier to accountability. There are no professional standards that the industry is held to. There is no common performance computation that is required. There's no formal licensing and accreditation like stockbrokers and insurance agents and real estate agents and heck, even hairstylists have to go through beauty school to become a licensed uh, beautician. Right. And yet a venture capitalist doesn't have to jump through any of those hoops. I, they, I totally agree. And it is a massive uh, failing, if you will, in this space. On the flip side, remember, Joe, that venture capital was founded, if you will, with the idea that only 2% of all of the investments would pan out. Mm -hmm. And the object was to fund innovation, which today mm -hmm. could loosely be translated as the software that powers the next big thing. Mm -hmm. So today, when people are always saying, I'm so tired of hearing about ARB or blockchain, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so and so you should hear about that again and again these are the root softwares that will power the next big thing and or things like battery technologies and so on and so forth right the point is that conventional venture funding is really good for those kinds of companies it is not applicable to the other if you will 98% in truth though vc did better than it thought it would by you know double 4% or not quite, but close to 4% of a fund kind of carries the whole fund on average throughout the entire industry. The problem is that the other 96%, not so much. Mm. <laughs> so what you're building at AngelSpan helps to inform investors um, about funding this other group of people. Now, Ann and I, as you know, at the Master's Fund, we're working on developing ways to fund them, which is brilliant. Um, I think it, it works very, very well, and it addresses that other 96%. Right. But you've worked on how to, if you will, identify whether for conventional venture capital or for these new alternatives that are coming up, like ours, structured equity investments, uh, the debt instruments offered by places like Lighter Capital and so many other places now that offer this growth capital. You offer other ways to look at a company beyond just the balance sheet because a pre-revenue company can be valued and you're helping to do that. Dig in a little bit. 
how do you help a company to get evaluation before it has revenue? What do you look at? What's important? Yeah, and, and I, uh, in, in answering your question, I want to. I always speak in, in terms of processes versus individual companies. Uh, my background as a money manager was very much process based versus um, security selection. We weren't stock pickers that drove outperformance. We were. Um, portfolio architects and portfolio managers. And that's all about process. And optimizing a process like that when you're deploying somebody else's capital where the outcomes are uncertain, i.e. they unfold in the future, um, is best done when you're minimizing bad outcomes. Instead of trying to pick winners, avoid losers to oversimplify. And so spotting those traits of companies that are of higher risk not higher opportunity of returns, quality deals, unicorn potentials, all that sort of language and vernacular we oftentimes hear when people are talking about hot deals in the, in the venture world. The approach that I took in the public markets and the tools we built for these private markets are to isolate and avoid the things that are glaringly bad without even trying to predict what the technology might become five to seven to ten years down the road. So in the next couple of minutes, illuminate that, unpack that for us. Yeah, well, there are certain behaviors that are going to be uh, in highly correlated with success. One is, and there's ample research to support this, just the sheer willingness of the CEO to be properly transparent, whether they're using AngelSpan or not. Voluntary transparency is a sign of good corporate governance practices. It shows a level of coachability, of open-mindedness. Likely that CEO is... Um, uh, willing to admit their own shortcomings and ask for help, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's maturity at its core. An absence of transparency is a higher risk deal. I don't care how cheap the, the valuation is. I don't care how big the market is. It's a mm -hmm. higher risk deal. Okay. okay. Um, another one is very simply stated, are they hitting very basic milestones efficiently? Or is the CEO, you think of the lean startup canvas and product market fit. Are they focusing too much time on too few things or are they building a sound uh, uh, foundation? This is what the Bell Mason allows us to measure. And we score our, all of our clients against the Bell Mason milestones every month. So we can now start creating this longitudinal awareness of their operational soundness, if you will, and balancing the milestones they're hitting. So yes, we that's part of AngelSpan service. Those analytics are availed to investors like you and Ann um, when they're adopting and, and expecting angel span from the companies they're investing in. So we can help those investors actually have a contextual objective framework to view and evaluate um, which company they may have already invested in is worthy of more money, which is really mm -hmm. where the, the, the profits are largely made when you're investing on the equity side of the balance sheet. Yes is those follow-on rounds where you're doubling down and doubling down again as the winners really do materialize over time. Yes, I would agree. Um, and we have to take another break in just a few moments, but uh, this bit about follow-on capital, for those uh, listeners who are in the entrepreneurial space and looking at conventional venture capital, which means I hand you money, you hand me stock, we're good, we're done, right? If you take it at the Series A stage and your VC does not agree to double down, you know, in other words, invest again, even something, not even necessarily what they invested before, but something, right, at Series B, that's a clear indication that nobody else should either. So this is super important stuff. This contextual framework makes sense. And with that, we're going to have to take a break now for our sponsors, and we'll come back and continue the conversation. This is VC Confidential. More ways you can source capital for your company's growth on VC Confidential is coming up. 
Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, You'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let TopSEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music are back with the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow on VC Confidential, only on WMR.FM. Welcome back to VC Confidential. We are so glad you joined us. I'm Ann Kennedy, and I'm here with Jillian Music, and we are joined today by Joe Milam, who heads a service called AngelSpan that makes uh, for better rigor in reporting and not least transparency by founders and greater informed engagement by investors and better investment decisions. Yeah. So, Joe, you know, sometime, uh, you know, we've got a bit of time today uh, here, just about five minutes. Let's talk about some larger issues. Mm. You posted a very interesting article on medium.com not uh, too long ago, and we'll post the links on our uh, LinkedIn page as well so our readers can read about that. Uh, But tell us about this article in particular called A Solution for Localized Dollars for Startups at Scale. You Mm. laid out a concept for providing funding for startups at the federal, state, and even local level. Mm -hmm. I'd like you to tell us about the problem you're addressing there and how you laid that solution out. Well, what what we've been working on here at AngelSpan goes back actually 20 years, and and we don't have time left to go through that history. But this issue of efficient capital deployment across more diverse geographies than we currently have access to capital and more diverse business models has been a long-term problem. And it's become so acute. There's issues around um, the hollowing out of middle America, the middle class, uh, escalating suicide rates amongst young people. If you're not living in an environment where there's vibrant new business formations, typically in the digital and startup world. So this issue is called place-based impact investing, and and there's think tanks that are talking about it and trying to solve these problems. And so if you just really unpack, again, efficient flow of capital, you've got to eliminate friction costs. You've got to eliminate the things that get in the way of money flowing quickly, downhill, if you will. 
And the best way to do that, again, is through standardization, standardization of fund structure, standardization of the due diligence process at the individual company level, standardization of fees, standardizations at each level. And so what we've actually written about in that piece and a couple of others Mm -hmm. is a way in which, uh, in fact, there's some new legislation that was introduced by uh, Amy Klobuchar and now has been endorsed by both Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell called the New Business Preservation Act, which is exactly this, the federal government deploying capital largely in the off the coasts across the rest of the country where there is a funding challenge or gap for early stage entrepreneurs, um, but using government dollars instead of just using the PPPs and the debts and the loans and the SBA mm-hmm. sort of stuff, but actually deploying equity capital at the government level as a co-investor, typically as a co-investor in a typically fund of funds model, because that's where you can get quick diversification. You don't want to give government money to one or two or three people running a fund and let them pick winners on behalf of the U.S. taxpayers. Right. There needs to be risk management at each step. And re- risk is process risk. Risk is non-systematic risk and systematic risk. And that's best done at this standardized fund-to-funds model. And that's really what we've mm-hmm. written about in the toolkit we've built, the analytics, uh, angel spans tools, the analysis, allows for the manifestation and the execution of that process and strategy. Well, it's it's actually quite brilliant. And um, as we wrap up this uh, session and so on, how do people get a hold of you uh, if they want to make use of AngelSpan itself? Well, joe at angelspan.com. They can just send me an email. We've got lots of information, whether you're an investor and want to learn more and how it might be in your best interest, just simply to explain require this before you start really jumping off into due diligence. Mm-hmm. That's my first recommendation. Um, don't wait till after you've invested. Uh, you'll never get it out of them. And we're speaking from experience. Um, okay. So and- um, we kind of, uh, I'll just be very clear. We've decided to partner with AngelSpan here at the Master's Fund, and we're going to require that there's three months of data coming out of the AngelSpan, which can be developed actually kind of post-factum as one signs up and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we would strongly agree. Uh, it's never a good idea to wait until you're about to get funded to start tracking this stuff. For yeah. one thing, we under, we clearly see, I, I have clearly seen uh, the companies that are using AngelSpan, and now I have several that I'm getting uh, AngelSpan reports from, that it increases the rigor of business operations simply by filling out these forms, yeah. just by, you know, kind of bowling down that center <laughs> lane and constantly looking at the same things that really matter. That really so, matter. Yeah. Yes. Well yeah. So thanks, Joe. That's uh, Joe at AngelSpan.com. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Thank you very much. This was really fun. This was a real pleasure, Joe. And uh, Anne, why don't you take us out? All righty. Thank you so much, Joe. That's a wrap for this episode of VC Confidential. We invite you to join us each Tuesday for a new episode as we take a deep dive into that opaque world of venture capital and share learnings and ideas on the inner workings of the shrouded corner of business finance known as venture capital. As you heard, often the not transparent word <laughs> world of venture <laughs> capital. I couldn't agree more, Joe. Um, we'd like to thank our producers at WMR.FM who agreed to take a chance on our new show, VC Confidential. You can listen to all our episodes right here on WMR.FM and at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you like to get your podcasts. You'll also find all our CEO Coach podcasts there as well, all 10 years of them. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Mew 
Music, and we are so glad you joined us on VC Confidential. You can find out more about us at outlinesventure.com. Till next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.